This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher, hanging out with the lovely Mary Galay. Hello. Hey, Richie What's up? Why wait on the down in the studio over there? Kelly holding it down back home as well. All right. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time here on Reinvention Radio, welcome. Super glad to have you here and thank you for being here. Uh, and if you've been hanging out with us in the podcast edition of the show and rating and reviewing and subscribing uh, to Reinvention Radio, many thank yous for that. And don't forget you can join us live every Thursday from 12 until 2 Pacific and that would be 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and you can join the feed at reinventionradio.com. Uh, and, of course, you can also call us, and we'd love to have you join in on the conversation at 866-977-2346. Now, in the last sound off, uh, we started talking a little bit about what took place in, in Vegas. And I, and I just... I don't feel like we did it justice in terms of being able to just really have a meaningful conversation around it just because, well, because of time and because uh, as we tend to do here on Reinvention Radio, we went down a couple of different little rabbit holes there. Uh, but I wanted to revisit and kind of get back to the, the to the discussion because, you know, something came to light here, which, uh, I mean, obviously more details will come to light over the next, you know, however long here. Uh, but one of the things that I thought was really interesting um, and, and really super disturbing uh, is the fact that evidently this guy had uh, rooms booked during Lollapalooza in Chicago and had rooms booked at hotels that overlooked uh, Millennium Park there where really? Lollapalooza is held. So for whatever reason, he had the rooms booked then. And checked out on the last day of Lollapalooza. Obviously, nothing happened. The question is, was he doing... Was it like a reconnaissance thing? I mean, like, was he Practice run without doing it? I mean, something, right? If I can interject. Please wait. Um, They interviewed his neighbors back where he lives. And a month ago, uh, if I remember correctly, like back in August, they actually moved out, Right. Um, they saw his girlfriend packing up her stuff. So being that he told his girlfriend, why don't you go back home? It's been a few years, mm-hmm. and let's get you situated there. I would, I would presume that he was waiting to actually do something until she was clear. Mm-hmm. So if those other occurrences occurred before she left, I'm more inclined test runs. If they occurred after she left, maybe his cold feet, you know, mm-hmm. didn't pull him off those times. But I think it's interesting that an entire month ago, he was already clearing out his house, closing things down, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So he knew. He clearly knew. You know, and what's interesting is if you watch CNN or MSNBC or, you know, some of the, the channels that are not mm, on, on the right wing side of the the equation there – which I don't, I tend to watch the CNNs and the MSNBCs. It was really interesting when you watch the the clips of what has taken place in these, you know, mass, let's just call it I mean, like massacre, right? I mean, it's really what it is. And just like Newtown and 
um, Virginia Tech and, you know, and Charlottesville and, you know, and so on and so forth, all, all of these things that have happened. Every single time you want to open up a dialogue about, okay, so what do we do insofar as gun control and what do we do to address this issue? It, it's like almost to, it's, it's, it's frightening how everyone was saying the same thing at the, those times, which, which is basically, look, now's not the time to talk about it. Yeah. You know, now's not the time. You know, we need to heal. We need to move forward. Now, now's not the time. And so when they bring on, you know, senators and they bring on, uh, you know, people from the NRA and they bring in all these people to, to share their position on what just took place and, and this whole concept, this whole conversation around gun control comes up, the answer is always now's not the time. Yeah, amazingly enough, when something isn't happening, they go, well, why are you bringing it up now? We don't need to talk about this now. Nothing's happening. Okay, so to their point for saying that, my friend's daughter fell through a screen window and died when she was four. Not that week were they talking about the eventual foundation for providing secure screens for people's windows. Mm -hmm. They didn't, that didn't, that was not on their mind that first week. So I agree. Let the people process. They were having a great time. Then they hear these shots, and it, they're thinking everybody was fun-loving, great music. Yeah. And then the person next to them is dead. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so it is not the week well, to wait, talk about gun control. Most and definitely it, for those victims, but Congress wasn't there. Congress can be talking about this now. Yeah. But for Congress who isn't suffering that psychic shock that you're absolutely right, like you said earlier with the firemen, but we I need to give them some they, space. But our political class needs to talk about this sometimes. Yes, and, and Trump so, has so, already so, said that he's willing to talk and but, but, open up a conversation about it for both sides of the aisle. Right. But the th- I think everyone is Steve's, coming to that. Right, but the point Steve's making is if nothing's happening, then they say this isn't a good time because nothing's happening. I don't agree but, with you guys but, at we, all. But we see that. We see yeah, them yeah, say yeah, that I mean, on TV. What are you TV? disagreeing with? It doesn't I'm, happen. Okay, because I've heard many people on the right side say – we do need to do something. And we've heard Trump say, it's not the time now, but when the dust settles, we are going to meet with Congress and we're going to figure something out. And the number one thing I would look at, which I think is so stupid, what happened? He had 30 background checks. Why didn't somebody go, uh, what's this guy doing? Or Why does he need gun this stuff? collectors buy that many guns. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Not semi-automatic. Th- yeah, no, 3% of the population, 9 million people, own around 250 million guns. But those are hunters, guns. and they're out in uh, Minnesota. No. My friends oh, all have hunting oh, no, they're, rifles. They're there, but yeah. I'm saying there are collectors that collect 100, 200 guns. Yeah. So, so being he wasn't committing any crimes with our gun laws now... There's nothing, uh, you know, out of the ordinary to buy 50 guns in But I did hear on the right Uh that they want to do deeper psychological interviews with people to understand them better. uh, He was isolated. But then you've still got the black market, right? I mean, you're you're still going to be able to... That's the bottom line. Like, this is so hard, especially with only, what, four minutes left or whatever, less than four minutes. But for me, I'm really strange on this one because, one, I don't own guns and don't want to own guns. Mm-hmm. But I have no problem, zero problem with, with people owning guns. Sure. Zero, with a sure. capital Z. And what's weird about it, though, is that 
how sensitive everyone gets about like where you draw the lines and you know mm-hmm. how many you can have and how many rounds and what do you really need it for and the reality is and I think Kelly I didn't read her text but I think it was right in the same zone it's not the gun it's the shooter or something like that yeah mm-hmm. and um, I you know I totally agree and that's where it's interesting you know when we talked in the first segment about it first sound off talking about mental disorder. It, <laughs> You hear it so much that it's almost cliche that it's not the gun. It's the shooter. Mm-hmm. But Guns don't kill people. Well, Yeah, and it's right, and it huh. sounds cliche, and I get it. But yeah. it is true. It kind of goes back to my locks keep honest people honest, yeah. though, with your black market thing. Yeah. right. Locks just keep the honest people honest. But then, the person that's a criminal that wants to go get the gun, so do all the gun control you want. The person who wants to go get it's going to still go get it. Yeah, and but, but that, that holds true with anything. Why, of course, why and we, I'm not. Uh, so, pe- so people my, are going to commit Hold on, crimes. wait. Hold on. So, go ahead. The, the point is this: we need to start having real debates and yes. real conversations. We don't have debates anymore. We have mm-hmm. slander sessions. Mm-hmm. And I love what you're about to say, Wade. We've talked a ton of time, and I want to have even more conversations about this because th- this is what needs to happen. People need to connect, and people need to realize that people will have other views on the other side and that's okay that's what originally made this country great and let's get back to that and and look people are going to sit there and they're going to have this debate about okay well it's not you know fine let them buy all the guns they want you know do that but then let's let's make bullets extraordinarily expensive right i mean you've heard people say that so let's make it a thousand dollars around well this guy was loaded like and that's a really bad term to use but this guy had money so if you had ammunition being prohibitively expensive this this would not have well, been, this would not have been a deterrent. For there's him. all kinds of laws. Perfect example of that: DUIs. They change a poor person's life so much more drastically than a rich person's life. Sure, it's unbelievable the difference. The rich person can still f- get flown in a plane somewhere. Yeah, uh, um, and, and I just want to make this and quick point: counsel to protect the Second yes. Amendment is a federal law. States and cities can make gun restriction laws that do not affect the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. The Second well, Amendment is solely into. a federal law. So that's where we should kind of think about it. Yeah. Back in the days of freedom and everything, Dodge City, Kansas, you turned your guns when you got into town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. you had to use the musket, so it took a lot of time. You can w- work out <laughs> well, your, and also, mis- if, if <laughs> your energy. Whatever right. they do with the gun laws and restricting them, they're going to turn to fertilizer and ammonia nitrate. So, or something. Or, oh, you're right. But, bolt, or like but, nails in some kind of tin can and blow it up. Right, right. But here's the deal. We have knife attacks. We've got truck attacks. But they don't kill, they don't wound 500 people. When well, they the drive one through the fruit market, no, they not, do. Well, not, a... not the volume. Not the volume. So yeah. that's the one distinction about the tool of a gun. Well, if they didn't mm. use a gun, they'd use something else. Yeah. But nothing creates the volume of injury. That a gun is capable of doing. Not just a gun, a semi-automatic yeah. and an automatic rifle. But, but and, even and, beyond that, if I've got a knife, i got to <laughs> close with the guy. i got to be up close. Yeah. Steve Sorry, wants, Steve wants well, to no, I was just going to say, I mean, even, even if you go to the background checks, which I obviously think that they should do, we need to, I think, look at the background check in terms of what we're actually checking for. Because if they had dug deep enough, they would have seen that his father... His right? father suffered from mental illness. Yes. So Apple doesn't fall far from no, the tree. No, it doesn't. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I know that our hearts go out to those who were impacted by what happened in Vegas. We'll talk to you next time on Reinvention Radio. Take care. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com. 
one person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free.